Welcome back. I am Dr. Samaria M. Covert. I am the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling that is a mental health agency located in downtown Greensboro, North Carolina. I am a licensed therapist with 16 plus years of experience. I'm a published author. I've written close to 60 books. My goal is 100 books within the next five to 10 years. Uh, and I'm an entrepreneur. I've done all kinds of things, training courses and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, and my mojo is I give you faith-based principles to bring about lasting change. I absolutely and emphatically in love with Jesus. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and I really am a licensed uh, mental health therapist. I'm not a, a, like a certified anything, not a certified coach, not a certified Christian counselor. I have a, a master's degree and a clinical license, okay? <laughs> so here we are. I wanna to talk to you about uh, something uh, that the advertiser is gonna say guilt and shame and, and how do we let go of guilt and shame? Uh, that just came to me. Um, for those who don't know, why do I always talk about problems? Cause I'm a therapist and therapist, we solve problems, okay? We solve problems. And so, uh, and, and the problems that we solve are in the emotional health, mental health, a psychological uh, type of realm. And so that's why I talk about problems, all right? Because I'm just negative nilly and I always got to talk about problems. These are things that I actually see clients uh, around that can affect our emotional space, but I also uh, have, am a human being who has had some human being experiences and um, have had to go through my own journey, okay? And so let's talk about guilt and shame. I'm going to recommend some books to you uh, I was not going in this direction. I wanted to talk really about guilt in the totality of it. How, you know, you ever got into a space in a place where you said, what in the world was I thinking? Why in the heck did I make those decisions? And uh, and what I want to tell you is that when you have, you can just have to let some things go. Um, guilt and in, in, in the in, in how guilt presents itself can actually be a strategy of the enemy. Remember, we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. And so we, he can use different types of emotional spaces to cause us to, uh, to not see ourselves fully uh, in the light of how God sees us and to present us to uh, present guilt to us is one of the strategies of the enemy. And I'll give you an example. This is, I don't disclose any of my clients uh, information, uh, but I've counseled people. You start seeing patterns and I've uh, counseled uh, parents who said, who, who said, you know, I feel guilty because I wasn't there for my child growing up. And now the child uses guilt as an adult to manipulate the parent or vice versa. Um, we, I've, I've counseled people who are in recovery from drugs and, and addictions and did certain things and certain behaviors in their drug addiction behavior that when their rational self, uh, when the clarity of mind is they would never have done. Uh, I counsel women and men who have dated people and talked to people and entertained people that had they not been broken, they probably would never have entertained. Uh, I myself um, have, have, have really tried my best to live a life that is pleasing to God, but I have had people who tried to obligate me um, because of, uh, of my being too kind and too nice and too, um, just too accommodating. And I had to come to the rationalization that, uh, and I say this all the time, but I want to give it to context to me because I don't want people to think I'm looking down upon them, but I had to say, Samaria, um, you teach people how to treat you and you don't have to be a doormat all in the name of, of being a God, good, godly Christian. And I've had to have these conversations with myself and God to say, 
that um, you're not going to guilt me into into being uh, being taken advantage of, in essence. And so I want to use that in context of this, how guilt and shame can be very powerful and it can keep us bound. It can keep us in manipulative states. It can keep us not seeing ourselves in the best light, all right? And so I want to recommend some books to you. Like I said, I wasn't, uh, I love to read books by other therapists and I wasn't really going to go in this direction, but the light bulb was like, aha, I need you to expand further than just guilt. Uh, so there are books that I've uh, written, uh, not written, excuse me, I, I'm going to tell you one book that I've written, uh, but uh, there's books that I've read had, that have been really crucial as it relates to um, my counseling practice, but also myself as a person. And there's a book that well, I think it came out in the early nineties, but I would love to reference this book and it's called Healing the Shame That Binds You, Healing the Shame That Binds You by John Bradshaw. And you may want to pick uh, that book up, but again, this is not sponsored, but I'm telling you, I've used this book over and over again uh, with my clients and again with myself. Another book that I have recently finished reading and I recommended this book before. There's another book that's very similar. And I think I confused one with the other. But here, this book right here, I posted this on my, uh, and I know you can't see this via my podcast. I'm going to um, give you the name of it. Give me one minute. Um, this book is by Susan Ford. Susan at the time, this is again, published in the 90s. Susan Ford at that time was a therapist who had been in therapy, had been a therapist for over 25 years. And so, um, this book has been absolutely amazing. It is a lots and lots and lots of information. It's absolutely amazing. And so if you ever need to heal from anything, emotionally, mentally, even spiritually or psychologically, you want to read this book. It's not a Christian book, but it's still worth it. And that is, it's called Emotional Blackmail. And it says when people in your life, subtitle, when people in your life use fear, obligation, and guilt to manipulate you. And this is all kinds of manipulation from all kinds of people, family, romantic partners, uh, friends, co-workers. If you have ever felt guilted in any way and felt that someone was using manipulation, power, or control, which is what I talked about, you want to pick up this book. And it says, uh, the top quote for those, I'm, I'm reading it because I know for those who know, I do have a, a podcast called Couches and Conversations, and my podcast people uh, will not be able to see <laughs> what I'm holding up. But it says, if you really love me, uh, after all I've done for you, how can you be so selfish? Um, and again, that's Emotional Black Bow by C Susan Ford. Um, this book has, is a classic. It's been out for many, many, many years. It will change your life. Um, people will be people will be people. And you don't have to prove yourself or your self-worth to anybody. To anybody. And sometimes being in relationships with people, they will, and again, they, hopefully it's not you, but if you, you take it, take it for what it is too. So you are not a, a, an emotional blackmail person, but people will use a strategy of guilt, of obligation to manipulate you to do what you want them to do. Okay. So this is good. I got this book used. We buy a new, we're going to support the author. Okay. <laughs> There's another book I read, um, and, I, and that's why I confused it too, but there's a book called um, uh, Emotional Vampire, People Who Drain Your Emotions Through uh, through Blackmail, okay? Uh, and so we're going to go ahead today. We're going to like, how do I let go of, of guilt and shame? I also wrote a book, and I'll talk to you about that book in a minute, um, but let's start by talking about, when we thank you, Holy Spirit, for our time together today. Let it be healing to our very bind, uh, minds and hearts and souls. 
Uh, let's talk about this. What does it mean to have guilt? What does it mean to be uh, to experience guilt? Guilt means to make someone feel guilty as if they had done something. Now, you could feel guilty for something that you have actually done wrong. However, and this is a strong however, you know, that I'm doing, I'm going to give you a therapy point. You can feel guilty for things that you have not done wrong. Sometimes making the, the right, the, the good decision for your own health, for your own peace, for your own purpose, and for your own promise. You make the right decision, and we expect those who are in relationship with us to respect our decision and to treat us the way we treat them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and when we don't fall in line with their manipulation or their control, uh, they try to guilt us. So guilt is especially in order to induce, persuade, manipulate someone into doing something that they don't want to do. You, and I'm going to say this again, don't have to prove yourself to anybody. You don't have to prove that you're still down. You don't have to prove your femininity, sisters. You don't have to prove your masculinity, men, because you, you know, if you were a real man, bah, bah, bah. you don't have to prove your, prove your Christianity. I thought you were a Christian. How dare you? you you're a Christian. I am a Christian. But me being a Christian does not mean that I am a doormat. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone. We're still talking about guilt. Also, time a strategy is to gaslight. I done something wrong. I'm not not me now. I'm not saying I don't do something wrong, but you y'all get what I'm saying. And instead of me taking ownership, is your fault. It's your problem. See, there there's a movie that came out. I want to say in the '50s, uh, maybe early in that. You can find it on YouTube. It's called Gaslighting. And in the movie, there's a husband and wife team. And the husband is the one who's being very manipulative. He's doing things that are causing the wife to question her own self, which is what gaslighting is. So he does things like he moves her medication or he does little things, walks on top of the roof. And then she gets together and she says, oh my God, I saw someone walking on the roof. And he says, no, did you take your medication? See, that's manipulation. Someone behind the scenes is doing all the work and then they want you to take responsibility for what they did. And then again, it's manipulation. So now shame is not the same as guilt. Shame is very similar to guilt, but shame comes as a form of attachment, okay? So that means you've been guilted so long, instead of saying, I feel like I've done something wrong, you said, I am wrong. Something is wrong with me. It forms a false identity. I am bad. I am wrong. I don't have uh, what it takes is what um, Dr. Bradshaw said in his book. And you will find people like that where the guilt and the, sh the guilt and the guilt has, has, has attached themselves so much to them. Now it informs their identity. So he said, we disown ourselves and we, uh, and we demonize ourselves and we do that and we cover to, to cover up. Uh, we are wrong. Something is wrong with us. And so I would recommend, I did a, a, a talk about uh, attachment. I did a book about attachment uh, from a Christian perspective. And that book was called Repairing the Breach. 
uh, by Dr. Sumeria M. Cohen. I wrote that in 20, I don't know, y'all. I wrote so many books. <laughs> 20, uh, 16, 17, maybe. Uh, and it was called Repairing the Breach. And it's a Christian perspective on attachment, how things attach themselves to us and they begin to form or reform our identity. All right. And so let's continue to talk about what shame sharing. When someone is full of shame, they are embarrassed or blush. They shame can come as extreme shyness. And so if you talk to, if, when I talked to you uh, previously, I did a teaching on introversion. And I think that people confuse quietness with intro, uh, with shyness or introversion with shyness. Just because someone is quiet, it's not necessarily mean that they're shy, which is to be afraid. When someone is shy, they want to hide because they feel like something is wrong with them. It's not just because they're quiet in nature. There's a difference. Check out that live on introversion to, uh, to uh, further information. Shame comes as isolation and self-alienation because they feel like something is wrong with them. Shame comes in toxic relationships. So how do I know a toxic relationship is if it is full of shame and someone keeps trying to shame you. So shame comes as, again, a false identity or a false sense of self. That means you are inferior to, uh, you feel inferior to others and it interprets in our brain to mean you are inferior to others. And that's, we know that's not true, but that's what we think. Okay, shame as codependency, shame as uh, borderline personality disorder is what Dr. Uh, Bradshaw says. And and for my clinicians, I'm not going to go into uh, the ebbs and flows of borderline personality disorder or narcissism, um, but you there is a huge component between shame and BPD. Uh, And uh, so we can see one, and then shame as an addiction. Okay, shame covers up addiction. Okay. And so uh, what Dr. Ford says in her book, Emotional Blackmail, which I have absolutely loved, um, what happens is people try to guilt us through emotional manipulation, okay? Through, we are guilted by skillful manipulators, skillful manipulators. I told y'all in a previous li- teaching, I get on uncontrolling manipulation. I said, you are being preyed upon by people who have a skill and uh, and so and we think skill. We think you can play basketball. Uh, you can uh, you can play golf. You have a skill. You can talk. You you can write. That's your skill. You can sing. That's your skill. But we do not uh, 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 understand that there are some people who have a skill, a skill in manipulation. You got a PhD in manipulation. They are skillful manipulators. She says, this is emotional blackmail. They are skilled. This is how they have gotten through life. This is why we talk about relationships, who you connect with. You have to understand what this person's skill is, understand? And so does it work for you? Because there are people who are skilled at manipulation. And so what I talk to my clients is about when you meet with a manipulator, you think that they're having a conversation with you, but you understand that you are preyed upon by someone who had a skill. Okay. All right. Okay, so emotional manipulate overpower us and they leave us feeling defeated. Uh, you can't win in any situation. This is all guilt now because this is a strategy of the enemy to guilt us. You cannot win in any situation. You have to think, come on. Now, if I, what, 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 do I, <laughs> I was talking to someone recently. She said, well, well, what do I do right? What what do what do I do right in your eyes? Because apparently, nothing. What do you ever ask somebody that question? Okay, so I did this wrong. I, mean, I did that wrong. Now they have amnesia because you know manipulators have amnesia. I did that wrong. I did that wrong. Well, how? 
what 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 do I do right in your eyes? Apparently, using guilt. When you're dealing with a skillful manipulator, you always have to prove yourself. If you really loved me, if you were a real, that's what I use on me. If you were a real Christian, a real Christian would do, not a real Christian would do this. A real Christian, if you really heard from God, you know, these prophet lies, if you really heard from God, this is God's will. But God's will, listen to me, brothers and sisters, listen, listen, talk, let's talk, let's talk to Aunt Samaria. God, God, listen to me, does not use pressure as prophetic. God goes through the avenue of peace and confirmation. So God is not going to pressure you into anything because how he how he moves is through peace. So you had a lot of people to prophesy like, over oh, if you really was a prophet and you really heard from God and you like you was bald like you said you would do this and if you are a real Christian who really loved God and so and so we talk about guilt as a strategy of the enemy the enemy comes along through the vices, the strategy that he does, and he uses people, and he uses even our own thoughts. So maybe you don't have people; you have your own thoughts. That says, "If if if you really had faith, if you really could prophesy like you said you do, why don't you hear God like I do?" Not realizing that the scripture. And Jeremiah 28 says, don't listen to those false prophets. Don't listen to them because they're not hearing from God. God does not move through manipulation. He does not move through power. Not that power, like false authority, not in power or control. Let's talk. Come on here. We we gonna get. We still gonna talk about how to let go of guilt and shame. Doctor uh, Ford from this book says, uh, "Pow uh, emotional blackmail is a powerful form of manipulation in which a person closest to us, uh huh, threatens either directly or indirectly to punish us if we don't do what they want, not what you want." That doesn't take manipulation, but they want. If you and this is uh I talked about intimidation in, in the previous teaching uh, um as well. Uh well not the previous one, I think the one before that, maybe just just subscribe to my YouTube channel, my podcast, and you'll see the list. Okay, just go on down the list. <laughs> but sometimes people use fear and intimidation to pull you out of the will of God, you know. Uh if you don't do this, or they begin to speak word curses over your life, you understand? Again, we still talk about guilt, but we talk about the complexities and how it shows up. 
if you don't do what I say, I'm leaving. If you don't do what I say, your life will never be anything. If you uh, uh, don't do uh, what this family wants you to do, then you're going to be cursed. And I've heard, I've been in church one time and I ain't going to tell you, the, not my church. No, we don't, you don't do that in my church. <laughs> but I was in the church and this is ooh, maybe about 10 years ago. And uh, the people had left the church. Okay. And so that's, that's, you know, that you do, you know, do your thing. All right. And there was a, a, a man got, got up there and prophesied. He said, I declare everyone that left this church, everything in your life is getting ready to, uh, to be demolished. I mean, he, that was a word curse based upon intimidation. Uh, for those who in relationship, if you leave this relationship, no one's ever going to love you, but, 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 but that's intimidation. That's guilt. That's trying to get in your head. And so when someone's trying to intimidate you with intimidation, it's like they're kissing cousins. Intimidation comes guilt, then comes shame, then comes fear. And it's all mixed together, all mixed together. It's hard to separate the two, but we can't just sit and do it. We'll be here all night. If we just talk all the complexity, but they're all mixed together. Okay. And guilt is a masterful manipulator. That, that comes through masterful people who are skilled at getting what they want through control and manipulation. We're still talking about guilt. So guilt is a form of intimidation that initiates from Satan himself. Okay. It, uh, now Dr. Susan didn't say that's Dr. Samaria. Okay. I just, that, that's me and my study. Okay. It's desire now is, is a strategy of the enemy, but it's desire is to keep you bound to keep you blocked and, 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 and stifle its desire for you is the same desire that fear has the same desire that intimidation has same desire that power control and manipulation has same desire as Jezebel has same desire as Ahab. It, it's desire is to remove you right from your position of authority or, or cause you not to even operate in spiritual authority. You're in position, but you have no power because of this spirit. You can't walk in peace. Listen to me. You cannot walk in peace. You can't walk in promise. And you cannot walk in healthy relationships where guilt and shame is present. So I want you to point to yourself if this is you. Or if you're with a neighbor and say, neighbor, I got to let go of guilt and shame. I got to let it go. But the question is how? Because there are so many people that have been raised in, and you can be raised in toxic environment. You can be in a toxic place so long. It, atta like said, it attaches yourself to shame. It attaches yourself to you. And you don't know who you are. How do I get free? How do I get free? How do I get free? That's a good question. Number one, and we're almost done here. Y'all hang with me a little bit more. Number one is I have to acknowledge, I have to acknowledge where guilt and shame has been a master for manipulator in my own life, in my own life, in Samaria's life. This is a process that I have had to go through just as much as you. Okay, having a PhD and having a business and <laughs> looking good as I am. 
does not <laughs> does not disqualify. And so you have to acknowledge that. Now, uh, you you won't get free. Now, I'm talking to the church folk because you know we love to shout over foolery. You know, you just didn't shout, you know, oh God, I didn't know. You fall out and you and you come back and you, you have to, you, you know, and, and, and it's all free. And that's real cute. However, that don't that don't that don't uh all lead you to full deliverance if there is no acknowledgement, right? aware guilt shame has been a master for a manipulator in my own life i want to i want i want you to remember this what you deny or spiritualize away is not going to heal you if i if i just be you know because you know church we have these nice church colloquiums and and, and sayings oh that was just god that oh, was god you know uh, I said it in my last teaching, well, not in my last, one of the teachings, uh, you have chaos, confusion in your life. The Bible says in Job, uh, a, a man that is born of a woman is going to experience some trouble. That's what it says, you know, you know, but in church folk, let me, let me help y'all out. Cause y'all, you like to spiritualize foolery. Um, there are things that you will go through in life because of the choices that you make. Okay. And so when I say acknowledge that I am not saying you name it and claim it. What I am saying is that, oh, that was just God. And that's, it was all, all the, all the, all the Lord that ain't gonna get you healed. That's gonna get you stuck because if you do not acknowledge patterns in your own life, and if you spiritualize it and you don't acknowledge patterns or what you have learned, you know, y'all, cause I don't, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Iyana Van Zandt, but she do say some things, right path and pathologies if you just spiritualize uh, area like it, areas in your life and you don't actually acknowledge certain things you are bound to repeat patterns okay you're bound to repeat patterns if we don't learn the lesson now all things are going to work together for the good of them the love of god that are called according to his purpose and I'm telling me, I've been through some things in life and I had to sit. And I'm not telling you I'm better than anybody. I had to sit with God and say, God, what are you teaching me? What do I need to learn? What choices did I make? What habits do I need to change? Me, that's a me. So we can be real cute and real churchy and play little church games. Oh, it was just God. Okay, you know. Well, you stay bound and keep repeating patterns. Now, if you are... Is it, is what I'm saying is resonating. I know I'm, I'm I just I'm passionate. Is what I'm saying is resonating with you. And you say, I want to be free. Like, I want to be free. Let me tell you about me because I'm putting me on a total ball. I just got to a place in my life where I am free, but I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. I got sick and tired of people taking advantage of me. I got sick and tired of being a nice girl. And I had to, with my own therapist, process. Why is it, why is it that I can set bad boundaries and be so successful over here and not be successful over here and in therapy, acknowledge my own stuff. So church folk, if you don't acknowledge your own stuff, if you spiritualize it and you say, oh, just God, fine, you stay bound and keep repeating patterns. The rest of us, we're going to get free and we're going to break patterns. So you cannot break generational curses if you don't acknowledge what generational curses are. Okay. So denial, sleeping under a rug. Oh, it was nothing but the Lord. Praise Jesus. Haba. So acknowledge. Well, guilt and shame has been a masterful manipulator in my life. 
Where is the spirit of manipulation, guilt, fear, power, control, anything in my life that does not represent the fruit of the spirit? Where is it in my life? That's number one. And then where did it get entry? Now, if you are in therapy, it could be many different reasons. Sometimes it's unresolved trauma from our past. Uh, I was talking to someone, they said, sometimes you, you're taught certain ways and there are certain ways within, like, you know, I've learned there's certain things from our past, our childhood, we, we have to have to unlearn certain unresolved issues. And so we, where did that, uh, uh, where did that really get interest into my life? What you don't acknowledge, you give Satan access to. If there are areas of my heart that's hard and so I want to do it my way, God, let me do it my way. Forget about it, God, I just do it my way. Okay, so where did it become? Because we have to root it out from the root. Okay, and then how? How? We're going to give you the five W's of life. How? How? Because remember, we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. So on top of me, master for manipulation, uh, how does it show up in my life? So how? And then you remember to tell who are the people that I've allowed in my life? Who are skillful manipulators still talking about guilt now this is still guilt who are those people what happens when does it happen because you're more susceptible to certain triggers at certain times okay uh there's sometimes in life you can be super strong other times you're just like listen i'm just holding on god <laughs> i'm holding on god's gonna change your hands honey just 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 help me out here and, and don't don't get it twisted ain't nobody that christian where you don't have some weak or vulnerable moments moments uh, but if we're not careful, we don't know our weaknesses or what if enemy can creep in. Because the enemy is like a conniving, underhanded stalker. He sits and he lurks and he waits for an opportune time. See, the enemy doesn't come at you when you're super strong and you didn't fasted and prayed and you are just hot and 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 everything is is just flowing and going and you can talk and a, and a demon just flee well just by you saying jj jesus you know he don't come with you he, he waits until you're weak and he studies so any any person you're in a a, 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 a a opponent with studies their opponent if you are a um a uh, i say a football player right you want his football team it is a strategy for the coach at some point to study their opponent, their weakness. See, so the enemy is like that. He just sits and lurks and he's very patient. Not, 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 not as a form of the spirit, the Holy Spirit patient, but he's looking because he knows no matter how strong you are, you're going to have an area of vulnerability. So you have to identify what are my vulnerabilities? What are my weaknesses? And where does the enemy get into me? That I can be manipulated through guilt. And then what has been my response in the past? Because remember, we're going to break patterns. And again, read that book by Dr. Uh, by Dr. Ford. If this is not, she's not a Christian, so I'm giving you spiritual components to add to this. But what has been my response in the past when someone uses manipulation? How dare you prove yourself? 
uh, is, has it been depression? Has it to be to give in? Most, when you give in to that guilt manipulation type of, it, it does not, the marker of having done it, it just keeps moving. You know, so you can't say that. So you can't say to someone that's a mass manipulator, okay, I finally have done what you wanted me to do. Um, now we cool. No, the marker, because remember, it's, it's a reciprocal, it's a never ending downroll spiral. It's one thing, then the marker is set back, then the marker is set back, then the marker is set back. Was it to give in? Am I a rescuer? There are five ways not to talk about in the previous teaching. Five uh, things that we are we are we tend to be prey to uh, the 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 speed of manipulation, which we talk about guilt. Uh, one, if you are a natural rescuer, if you are a fixer, um, if you are a caretaker or a counselor. So that uh, somewhat what you gonna be fit, fit in one of these categories if you are watching it this far. Again, that's a uh, a rescuer, a fixer, a counselor or uh rescue you get what i'm saying <laughs> okay and so those who tend to be prone to manipulation uh and control because we, we had the sense of obligation of taking care of people i was talking to someone she said so sweetly she said samaria the reason why you're here because you don't need see this person over here they need rescuing you know so of course <laughs> she said this first type of person is attracted to this type of person because they need rescuing you don't need rescuing. I said, well, thank you, girl. Thank you. Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> don't. We don't need people. But I, I don't need rescuing. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, where are we having we attempts to compromise? You know, a lot of times I talk with, and, and you know, I, you know, I, t- I just talk. I, just, I think this, this is pretty good if y'all ask me. I talk about oftentimes people are tempted to compromise their conviction if they have been waiting on God so long. And they just are tempted to step outside as well because they've been waiting and the enemy gets in their mind and this is not going to happen for you. So we create spiritual Ishmael's. Remember, God's timing belongs to him. He does not fall in line with our timing. And so when you've been waiting on something that you desire for so long, we are then attempted, attempted to step out of the will of God uh, because we've been waiting. Let me, you have to, I'm telling you, it's just a temptation. Uh, the feelings of inadequacy and again, having to prove yourself or the feeling that you had to prove yourself uh is that so we have to acknowledge again that was how okay i'm not what, what my what my response was okay then i want you to take your scripture take your mind we are, we're just about done here we're just about done uh romans chapter eight and it says in romans chapter eight verse one it's a classic scripture and it reads this and i want you to remember this when guilt because because again just like intimidation is an opportunist uh, just like the power you always run people who who operate under that spirit of power manipulation and control they are looking for you you know you're not looking for it and they is looking for you you're not looking they not you know listen 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 now it's not it's looking for you whether you look for it or not people that operate under this power they looking for you whether you're not looking i'm just i'm just you, you they i'm just saying okay all right so so you got to discern here okay all right so but but romans chapter eight round about the first verse and it reads this it's a classic scripture but i want you to understand when the 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 opportunist an opportunist is someone who's just looking for looking for a a, a way in they're looking away for a way into your heart your mind your spirit your your money all that kind of looking for a way in uh guilt is like that it's because it's a massive massive manipulator is looking for a door 
It's like the intimidation. And so there are things that you want to do, such as cast down vain imaginations. But when that when that guilt wants to creep in at different times in our lives, you got to remember what the scripture says. Because God is not going to move you through, through guilt. God's not going to move you through fear. God's not going to move you through uh, 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 through guilt and shame. He's not going to move you in that way. He, he Remember, he comes through peace and confirmation. Okay? If, 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 if you know, he, he if, if, if God wanted me to do that, he would have told me. You understand? If God wanted me to help you out in that way, he would have told me. I'm following people who prophesying off on you. Okay, I'm just, that's a different topic that I talk and I'll continue to talk about. There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ who walk according to, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. A lot of people do this. They misappropriate the, uh, the teaching of grace to mean that I can do whatever I want and grace covers it. And then there is therefore no kind. That's not what grace is. I'm going to write a book about it. Not this year though. It's already in the works. Not this year. <laughs> so, but follow me on social media because it's going to be out next year probably. When the Bible says there is therefore no condemnation, it gives us a qualifier of how condemnation can show up and why it does not exist for certain people okay what is condemnation that's the question we have to ask it is deserving of punishment or sentencing it is to be declared awful or evil or wrong it has nothing to do whether it is or not you are wrong with nothing but there is therefore no condemnation but watch this it says for those who do not walk according to the flesh therefore if you walk according to the flesh there is condemnation for you because the qualifier is for those who do not walk according to the flesh so i cast to not allow my flesh my emotions to lead okay but who walk according to the spirit. So what's the quality? I must first be in Christ. Being in Christ does not mean I got saved in 1985 and then at, at and, and then and that's it. Okay, I got saved in 1989, by the way. <laughs> no, it was 1988. Okay, oh, no. So being in Christ, what does it mean to be intimate? It means intimately acquainted. That means relationship. That means talking to. That means being led by his voice. If I am in Christ, I'm not just talking about someone I got saved and I go to church on Sunday. I talk to God. We have a relationship. I am in Christ because I have an active walking, talking relationship. If you are in a relationship with somebody, somebody that you never talked to, are you really in relationship? So I must be in relationship with Christ because then I can hear his voice and I'm led by his spirit and not my own flesh. So when I'm led by a spirit, I won't indulge the flesh and therefore I don't have to operate in any type of guilt through manipulation. You cannot manipulate me because I serve God. You cannot guilt me because God delights in me. You cannot tell me what I'm not because God tells me what I am. And the fruit now that, what I, that I produce has now produced and shows 
who I am. See, some things you don't have to prove yourself to people. What you, what you, what you, your fruit that you produce quantifies you. See, everybody talking, I love God, I love God, I love God, I love people, and I love God, but your fruit does not, does not uh, confirm or it doesn't show evidence of what you declare. But if I'm in Christ, I produce the fruits of the spirit and guilt is nowhere in there. You know, I was raised in church a long time ago, church, not a long time ago, but it was, you know, it was, it was enough. Uh, and they were guilt us into salvation. There was guilt. And I'm not, and I'm not saying sometimes you need a whole good old fashioned holiness message. We got to live holy. That's, that's, not, that's just the word, but they try to guilt us into staying away from sin and guilt us because we're going to go to hell and, and guilt us. And so there's no, you know, and we need to hear it in context of, of certain things. However, uh, God does not use guilt or shame to draw us closer to him. So God does not use guilt or shame to draw us closer to him. Why do we uh, find ourselves in relationships, families, friends, romantic partners with, with people who use guilt and shame and manipulation to draw us closer to them? Okay. Remember, you don't have to subject yourself to manipulation, power, and control, which is another form of guilt. You don't have to reject yourself to a Jezebel spirit. Uh, and just be led by the spirit. Be led by the spirit. Recognize when you are, when when that opportunity of guilt shows up. Uh, Dr. Uh, Forward calls it uh, fog. You know, fog can't see clearly, you know, fog. Fear, obligation, or guilt. Okay. Don't subject or submit yourself to it. If you say I had patterns in my life that I need to be rid of, then you need to go therapy. You go to church, you can shout, you can pray, and you can prophesy. And then on Monday through Saturday, you can call a therapist. Okay? Now, if you know, I can't find a therapist, if you can find a primary care physician, you can find a therapist. We are just that plentiful. That's a prideful statement. Go to therapy. Okay? All right. And at the end of the day, so I can write a whole book on this. I can write literally a whole book on this. Actually, write another book. <laughs> that ain't gonna be out this year either. So don't look for it. You can follow me on social media. But I'm writing a, writing a, a book about it because I have so much information. I've I've been, I've been studying stuff for years. So I just write books on it. I just I just do it. I just do it. Um, I'll go there. But at the end of the day, regardless of what we say, we do. There's some things in life you just have to make a decision. You can never change other people. You can make a decision. You can make a decision how close people get to you. You can make a decision who has intimate spaces with you, who holds intimate spaces with you. You can make a decision about boundaries, but you, at the end of the day, you need to make a decision of how close guilt, shame, manipulation, power, control gets to you. You have to make that decision. No one can make it for you. Make a decision. I'm going to let it go. And when guilt starts coming back into your mind, sometimes people ain't even nothing's going on in your mind but the, but that thought will come up oh what happened back in 1999 oh god you know and, and nothing's happening but but you remember it i've made the decision i've written read the book years ago i don't ever i quote the book but i don't i quote the line from the book i don't give reference to the book because i actually don't like the totality of the vision of the book but it says a healing is a decision and it's a decision that you have to make over and over and over again and so if you want to heal, when guilt shows up, when intimidation shows up, when power and control, manipulation shows up, you got to say, listen, listen, I've already made a decision. 
until it, it it's like a bully it backs up and no longer has power so when someone wants to present you with guilt or it shows up in your own mind or it triggers a memory you remind them nope, i've already made a decision i'm going to let go and i have and i will continue to let go of guilt and shame and uh, again i've I counseled lots of people i've counseled parents counsel families i counsel couples don't show up at my office if you're a couple just let me know first because that's not my you know i don't really you know just show up uh, <laughs> let me know first uh i've counseled uh so many people who can stay bound and i mean bound for years i wasn't a good mother because i was working all the time and now your child is 40 <laughs> and they still use them mommy wasn't a good mama to me so now you gotta take care of my kids stuff like that or, you know, I got in a relationship with the wrong guy and he, and, and, and every time uh, I think about, it, I just think about how I just missed the years and you didn't, you know, you now you years are passing by and you still stuck on what happened, you know, 15 years ago. Like, you understand what I'm saying? It always, you have to make a decision. I am not going to stay bound. And we all, we all, which is why I try to disclose as much as I feel comfortable about myself because uh, I be real passionate and I be seeing people and, um, and it's just, I'm real passionate. We all have had situations in life where we're like, what the heck was I? I lost my mind. <laughs> I lost my ever loving mind. I was, I was on something. I recently, okay, I'm almost done y'all. And this is, but it relates to this. Uh, I've been doing some spring cleaning. Um, and I have, if anyone knows anything about me, I love clothes and makeup and shoes. And I'm just, I'm just that girl. Like I love like makeup and hair and get my nails done and pedicures and that's that's my thing that's my thing uh and i had this problem right when i buy clothes i had to buy everything and every, I, if i buy like if i see a blazer i gotta buy it in every color okay but that's neither here nor there i'm just telling my story uh, <laughs> but so i have clothes that were in my closet someone with the tag still on honey and i hadn't wore these things in years years okay and i mean years i mean years Packed them up and uh and 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 had them somewhere in boxes. In my mind, I'm I'm thinking, well, I'm gonna wear this again. So I'm packed, so I'm going through spring cleaning because I'm, you know, I got to clean, got to get rid of some stuff. Okay, I'm coming to my point. And I'm I'm pulling out stuff that I you could when, sister, listen, you couldn't tell me nothing. I had it all. I remember the when I wore what I, I tell you, I could you couldn't tell me. I wasn't starting on them like I was starting on them. I was like, bam. I was, you know, you couldn't tell me nothing. And here I am in 2022. I'm looking at what I wore. And I'm thinking, I, I was on something. I had to be. What the heck? <laughs> what the heck are you thinking about, Samaria? Why is there a flower? You don't like flowers. <laughs> Why is there a big old flower in the middle of this blouse? And you had nerd to wear this out somewhere? <laughs> Why did you wear that? What were you thinking? You don't like orange, Samaria. Why do you have that? <laughs> and I was trying stuff on because I, I lost a bunch of weight. So I can fit stuff down. I couldn't fit before. And uh, thank you, Jesus, for that. But And I didn't put stuff back on. I'm like, what the heck was I... I wore this out of my house. What were you doing? <laughs> I had, sometimes you gotta sit, and laugh at yourself. You, you, you were, you really, you really were tripping. You had, you had to be tripping. But man, I got pictures to prove it. 
And, but I guess what? I would never, ever, ever wear that today. I was putting it in my closet in my mind. And I realized I was cloudy in my mind somewhere, somehow. <laughs> but guess what? I now recognize I don't even like that. I don't even like that color. I don't even like that style. I don't even like it. It's not my type. I don't like that. What am I saying as it relates to guilt? Some things you got to pack up and get rid of. What I like then or what would have attracted me to that blouse then would never, ever attract me now. Yeah, people in your life like that, I don't even know why I was even hanging out with you. You are crazy. <laughs> even like You are weird. I would never, and I'm not saying people, I'm just saying, you, wow, why? You ever had uh, uh, somebody used to, a pastor said, you used to date, you're like, what the heck was I thinking? I don't know. You ever had people, like, I remember I was talking to someone and she said, Samaria, but why would you hang out with these people? She said, no, she said, if you weren't related to these people, would you hang out with them? And I was like, no. My point is, just like I had to get, look, I had to go through my closet, all this stuff that was hidden, and I had, I looked at it, no part of my brain says, you know, I think I'll, I'll keep this. I, I had probably six bags, them big old huge trash, I'm not them little huge duffel uh, uh, bags, huge full of stuff I wouldn't ever touch now. I had to make a decision. That was Samaria this. Then, this is Samaria now. I ain't never going to wear that again. What am I saying as it relates to guilt? The enemy wants to guilt us from our past. Decisions that we've made. What I didn't do. What I did do. What my expectations were. Because we all have the right to grow. We have the right to evolve. It does not mean the people that we're in relationship with grow and evolve with us we have that right and just like I had to pack up those bags and say that was Samaria that will wear that then that was Samaria that will wear that at that point in my life that was Samaria 10 years ago that was Samaria that thought that was cute that was Samaria that had that desire then this Samaria now does not ever want to see this again so when it comes to guilt and shame you have to let some things go but it is a decision that you have to make okay god bless you i'm dr samaria m Colbert. you can check me out www.drsamariacolbert.com that's the name of my website my training website is www.trainingchristianleaders.com and then of course my counseling website is www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com make sure you like comment and subscribe next week we're going to talk uh, not next week because it's going to be this week probably i'm going to talk about trust issues and how Jesus, listen to me, Jesus did not trust everybody. They trusted him. He didn't trust them. You're not obligated to trust everybody because they trust you. And I'm going to give you a scripture because that's what I do to prove it. God bless you. We're back in the day and the time and the banger. Bye.